Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another TOEFL IBT podcast or video. Today is discussion day. Today's one of the very first of its kind of because one of my podcasts had debut and the plays again just skyrocketed so quickly. Okay, so now I understand the niche market and I understand the need out there. So I'm going to start pumping out a lot more listening and reading material. Okay, there's some really great stuff coming out on the podcast, by the way, that will not be coming out on videos. So make sure you follow my podcast after going to my blog right after this video. So with that being said, guys, we're going into discussion mode. Today's discussion is going to be about a summer trip. Now, I realize that Discussions are much easier than lectures, far easier than lectures, okay? So what I want you guys to do is, again, if you're watching me, compare the way you take notes versus me, but also you're, we're going to compare our notes after before going into the five questions at the end, and then the answers will be on my blog. So make sure you go to the arseniobuckshow.com. You check out my blog, which should be in the link somewhere out there. You guys see this video and you'll be able to test yourself and see with the techniques given today, will that suffice in terms of helping you achieve your score? So with that being said, let's go straight into it. Summer trip, people. It is discussion time. Good afternoon. Can I help you with something today? Hi, yeah, my name is Alex, and I'm planning this trip for children to New York that I wanted to discuss with you. Nice to meet you, Alex. My name is Shane. Go ahead and have a seat. Will do, thanks. So, is there anywhere you wanted to start? Yeah, I'm most concerned with transportation. We have lodging figured out and most of the daily events planned out. Just need to figure out how we're all going to get there. I see. And do you have any budgetary restrictions on travel? The less money we spend on travel, the better, but it's not a huge concern. We've been thrifty, so we're not too tight on money or anything. Well, that's good to hear. You've already done plenty of the planning and still have the funds, so this shouldn't be too hard to get. Great. So I know there are a bunch of options, like taking the train, buses, or just flying there. Certainly. Flying is going to be the most expensive, but the quickest. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured and was wanting to go ahead and roll that one out then. A lot of kids haven't flown before and it can make parents nervous. Those are very valid concerns. Plus, you might have the money for it, but that doesn't necessarily mean you should go for it. True. So that one's off the table then, which leaves buses and trains. Okay. Well, those methods are fairly similar, all things considered. Buses, however, are pretty usual for kids. They've taken them a lot in their lives and don't view them as anything special. Conversely, many kids won't have been on a train before and they'll view it as an exciting opportunity. And that's the one parents likely won't really worry about much, I don't think. True. I've rarely encountered people who feel that trains are unsafe. The train would be a little bit faster, right? Yes, the train should be faster, especially because the train isn't at the mercy of traffic the way a bus would be. Hmm, yeah, I hadn't thought of traffic. It's usually not bad, but you never know what could happen. One thing to consider about the bus, however, is that you can stop whenever you might need to. Take snack breaks and restroom breaks, things like that, which being on the train wouldn't necessarily allow. Sometimes, kids just need to get up and run around for a little while. Oh gosh, that's a good point too. I can see how either of these would be good for different reasons. Good for different kids in my group even. This is tough. 
Well, how many children are you taking on this trip? Around 60. Well, something you could do then is split them into two groups. That way, you can either let them choose or just assign them based on what you think would be best. One group could take the bus and the other could take the train. Okay. Yeah, I actually really like that. I think that gives me just the flexibility that I want. Great. I'm glad that's settled. Now then, was there anything else? Nope. That does it. Thanks for all your help. You're welcome. Guys, straight forward. I love this. I love discussions because I'm able to compartmentalize, meaning separate information very easily. And it's not like lectures where you have to write down a lot of big details and some of the supporting examples. And if you don't get that one down, you might have missed out on this question, or you might have been able to eliminate these two, but you couldn't eliminate the last one because you forgot about that detail. This one is straightforward. Here are my notes. Planning trip for children to New York. Her concern is transportation. The lodging has already been figured out, okay? So she's trying to figure out how they're going to get there. So the man asked her, are there any budget restrictions? She says, you know what? Well, not really. We've been thrifty, but the less the better. So she said, train buses or just flying? And the man said, okay, well, flying will be the most expensive, but quickest. But she said, let's rule that one out because the parents will be nervous because some of the kids haven't even flown before. Touche. So buses are usual because children have taken them a lot, right? But the train also sounds exciting. And again, the parents won't worry so much about the train. Plus they are faster and they're not at the mercy of traffic. Now, with the bus, you can stop anywhere because, hey, you know, some children, they just got to get out, run around and play a little bit but the train won't allow them to stop. So then they reached the conclusion. How many children you got? 60. Okay, split them into two groups. Assign some of them or one group for take, you know, taking the bus and the other, one, ugh, the other group takes the train. I literally created a story from that. So now we can go into the questions. So question number one, why does the student speak with the event director? A, to get permission to host an event. B, to ask questions about working in the event direction division. Uh, C, to discuss a trip that she's planning for children. D, to learn more about various events that happen. Obviously, if you've answered C, correct. Okay, now number two. Which of the following is not an option that the student lists for travel? A, driving personal cars, B, train, C, bus, D, airplane. Now go back to your notes. Now, if you guys had already heard me or if you need to hear me again, you'll be able to answer this. Which of the following is an advantage of taking the bus? A, the bus might get caught up in traffic. Remember, an advantage. B, the bus can make stops whenever necessary. C, the bus is something exciting that kids are not accustomed to. And D, the bus is free. Number four, what course of action does the student settle on thanks to the, obviously, the director? <sighs> A, the student decides that they, will that they will all take the train. B, the student decides that they will all take the bus. C, the student decides that half of the students will take the bus and another half will take the train. 
and D, the student decides to cancel the trip and plan something else instead. And the last question, why does the student think the option of flying should be ruled out? Kind of answers another question, right? A, she knows that many kids come from families that can't afford expensive means of travel. B, she feels the parents might get anxious because many kids have no experience with flying. C, she believes there are better ways than flying to make use of the trip's budget. And D, she considers flying unnecessary since there's no rush involved at any point during the trip. And in saying that, guys, it's a quick one. Today's a real quick one. Because what I did, I wrote down the notes, I shared the notes with you, we listened to the audio, and with that effective note taken, we were able to pretty much answer all those questions. There are five of them. What I want you guys to do if you're listening to this on the podcast, not exactly sure when you're gonna listen to this, but make sure you tag me in the Spotify, because I know a lot of you listen to me on Spotify. Tell me what your answers are, okay? And go to the blog to figure out, okay, I got two out of five, three out of five, four out of five, five out of five. I did this, I took this down, I missed this. The answers are on the blog though, okay? So if you guys want those answers, you make sure you tune in. And with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast or video. Again, coaching is available for listening, for reading, for speaking, and for writing, okay? Badges are available. Group coaching is available. There are a number of things that are available. So you make sure you reach out to me. And big thanks to all my wonderful Mexicans who are viewing my blog and following me on my podcast, man. It is amazing to meet so many amazing, man, you guys are just fantastic. Going after your master's degree and your PhD, all these things, man, I just couldn't be more grateful to be part of that and be that person that spurs you on to that next level. So again, everyone else, thank you so much. And Stay tuned for more. We got a hell of a lot more over and out.